0: Welcome to the Adventure Zone.
1: It's not our fucking name, Andrew. That's <laughs> our name. Armchair Apocrypha. That's
0: right. This is the uh, the podcast where armchair experts tell possibly true stories. Yep. Um, and this time, my story might actually be true. Oh, mine
1: <laughs> is very true. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Rachel is. Mine's not a about story. I'll
1: get into mine later. <laughs> okay.
0: Cool. Um, how was your week? Your last two weeks?
1: It was. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. I haven't recorded in a while. It's been really good. good. I've really enjoyed
0: them. Awesome. How's work?
1: Good. Um, I'm hoping on Tuesday I'll find out if I stay at my store or yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. I've got some intel today, and I now my brain's, like, filled with a thousand thoughts of whether <laughs> I'm staying or going, and I, I hate it because I want to stay. Yeah. But you never know, but there's another... I don't know. I won't talk about it, but...
0: Okay. Well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Um, listeners, keep your fingers crossed for <laughs> Rachel. Uh, we didn't record last weekend because I was dying. Um, yes, you were dead of the flu. Uh, I got the flu from uh, last Wednesday evening until Saturday, or no, Sunday evening. Um, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Luckily, they loaded me up. I went to. Uh, <laughs> have you have you ever used TeleDoc before? What's that? TeleDoc. So I've got an app on my phone through work. It's uh, paid for by my insurance, and I can basically just call up doctors rather than having to go in.
1: I, Andrew, <laughs> I cannot tell you the last time I went to a doctor's. Yeah. I don't go there yeah. unless I'm literally dying. Yeah, I. It's bad. <laughs> I've not. Got, I don't have a regular doctor. I don't get checkups. I yeah. don't do any of that stuff. So I don't. <laughs> so I don't know I any. Mean, so no.
0: Okay. Uh <laughs> Well, I was not going to go into the doctor either, but... Um,
1: so you did the app?
0: Yeah, I did the app. Uh, Friday, my friend Paige was like, you need to go into the doctor's. And I was like, well, if I'm not feeling better, she was like, no, go into the doctor's. And I was like, can I tell a doc? She was like, that's fine. Just contact Do the something. doctor. Um, and so I called the doctor and they gave me Tamiflu and a Z-Pack, which is hardcore.
1: That, yeah, <laughs> I've heard it is.
0: Um, and altogether it was like $125 for my insurance which is expensive.
1: As I said it seems pricey.
0: Yes, it's very pricey. Also
1: I don't get sick and when I do I yeah. feel like I'm death as a body <laughs> <laughs> Cuz I don't get sick that often. I
0: definitely felt that way oh, last that's weekend. That's awful. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I spent 4 days in bed so. ugh.
1: That sounds like hell. Yeah. I'm so glad you're feeling better.
0: Me too. Um Unfortunately, not in time for trivia this week. That's
1: fine. Yeah. No trivia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you not go on Monday either?
1: Oh, no. I went on Monday. Those people. Yeah. Those people are sick. Those people. And I think we placed. Cool. We did well.
0: Nice. Awesome.
1: But no Tuesday trivia.
0: No Tuesday trivia, unfortunately. Sorry, Clay Baker. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You want to get into the episode?
1: Let's do this. I want to hear your story. Cool. Who or what is it about?
0: So this one is going to be about a Japanese anarcho-feminist uh, and <laughs> uh, journalist by profession Love named uh, Kano Sugako. Uh, she's also referred to as Suga. Um, Naturally. So I might flip back and forth between using her name. But I actually have to start with a little bit of historical context before I actually get to her. Please do. How much do you know about the Meiji era of uh, Japanese history?
1: Does the negative
0: count? (laughs) (laughs) Negative 12. Negative 12. Um, Okay, so uh, what happened was uh, after feudalism had fallen in Japan, there was a period where the emperor was still in power. Um, but he had started giving more power to the oligarchs, okay. uh, which are referred to as the Magi oligarchs. Um, this took place like up to um, World War II, um, so late 1800s to early 1900s. Okay, um, and so in the uh, 1880s, there was a movement called the Freedom and People's Rights Movement. The liberty and civil rights movement, or the free civil right movement, uh, depending on how you translate it. Okay. Um, this was basically like the hippies, uh, the <laughs> proto hippies, um, proto social justice warriors um, who were trying to wrestle power from the Meiji uh, oligarchs and form a democracy in Japan. Okay. Um, so, uh, let's see. Um, during this period there was uh, a big proliferation of anarchist ideals in Japan anarchist, socialist, and Marxist ideals and so um, the uh, freedom, people's rights movement segued kind of into the the rise of Marxism in the east Um, on June 22nd 1908, one of those anarchists, a man by the name of, let me see if I can find it Yamaguchi
1: Koken.
0: Yamaguchi. Yamaguchi Koken. He was released from prison. Uh, he was a celebrated political activist and a theoretical anarchist. Uh, so he was released from prison, and a whole bunch of people went to celebrate that he was re- released from prison, carrying flags in red and black because they were anarchists and anarcho-syndicalists, and all kinds of different communists and uh, anarchists and uh it caused what's referred to as the red flag incident the
1: red flag incident the
0: red flag incident um basically 100 people showed up and the police uh started to crack down on all the people because they were getting too rowdy quote unquote um and then it led to the arrests of about a dozen people most of whom became larger political dissidents uh one of these people was suga who uh Had been born in Osaka. Um, She had lost her mother at the age of 10, and her father remarried, and she had a wicked stepmother.
1: Stop it! Cinderella.
0: Trigger warnings for what I'm about to say. Uh, At 15, she was the victim of uh, rape. Um, She had her first contact with socialism while reading an an essay about victims of sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. And at 17, she married a man. Uh, A merchant in Tokyo and moved away from Osaka um, and became a journalist and reported on anarchist and leftist stories. What? Yep. Gosh.
1: What did you do at 17, (laughs) Andrew? Uh,
0: At 17, I was still in high school. Me too. Um, Weird how. (laughs) (laughs) Weird how the school system has changed in the past few years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So she was arrested in the uh, Red Flag incident. And then a few months later, she met anarchist uh, Kotoku Uh Shusui. Kotoku was another anarchist. He had actually started off as a Japanese Marxist. And then he slowly radicalized over the years um, until he was uh, anarcho-syndicalist. And he traveled to America several times because in America he could badmouth the emperor, basically. Yeah. Um, And so he would go on speaking tours, and as he was going on speaking tours around the United States, he would pick up stuff from the IWW and the Workers' Rights Movement and all of these other Hmm. different movements in America, which slowly radicalized him until he became an anarchist. Um, Let's see. So... uh, kano sugako's first husband passed away i think natural causes i'm not sure and then she and kotaku um start a common law marriage wherein they live together and they work together on their anarchist newspaper but they're not legally married gotcha Mm -hmm.
1: so it's like after like i think in the same kentucky if you're together for seven years in the same dwelling yeah You can be considered legally married or common law marriage. Yeah.
0: Yes, it's basically that um, they were together from basically the time she was released to prison until uh, they were executed in
1: 1911. Spoiler alert, Andrew. Spoiler alert. What? it's not where I saw this going, to be honest.
0: If it's got an anarchist at the beginning, nope. you know they're going to get. It.
1: Nope. I still have a feeling that there's going to be like a Disney ending where they live halfway ever after, especially with the wicked stepmother at the beginning. I'm like, come on.
0: Unfortunately, it's not a fairy tale.
1: Well, obviously not. <laughs> Please continue. um
0: So in 1910, uh, there was a plot to assassinate Emperor Magi. Um, it's known as either the Kotaku Incident because of Kotaku Shisui, or the High Treason Incident um, because of High Original. Treason. Yeah. <laughs> Very creative naming system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically what had happened was uh, police in the Nagano, Nagano Prefecture uh, were searching the room of Miyash- Miyashita Takichi who was one of Shisui's uh, comrades um, and was working together with them in the movement um, and they found materials which could be used to construct bombs Um, as they started looking into it they found that two of the members of this little group um, had definite plans to assassinate the emperor um, and then they rounded up two dozen people uh, based on circumstantial evidence. Basically, it was like, if I had uh, a plan to um, go knock over the Thorns uh, down the street from me, yeah. and they arrested everybody in my trivia team. No. Yeah. Yes. That's basically what happened. You can no longer be associated. with now. <laughs> Not Thornton! <laughs> when I go and knock over the Thorns, I promise I'll leave your name out. Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so they round up two dozen people in this group uh they start using the circumstantial evidence to say that all two dozen were members of this assassination plot um and they sentence all two dozen to death uh almost immediately the imperial rescript commuted 12 of them to life imprisonment instead
1: oh how wonderful yeah Um.
0: basically um You might notice some similarities between this and the Haymarket Affair, (laughs) uh, kind of a pattern, one might say. Um, On January 24th, 1911, they they, uh, executed uh, 11 of the members of of the group. Um, Suga was executed on the 25th of January, uh, the next day. So first she had to see her common-law husband get hanged, and then she was hanged. Um,
1: Hanging sounds awful, by the way. Yes, very bad. If there's any good way to die, but (laughs) that sounds
0: awful. Yes. (laughs) Um, Her prison diary is available. It's on, uh, uh, I don't don't remember the website, I'll post it in the show notes. Did you read it? I read through some of it. I was looking for quotes. I couldn't find any that would be easy to integrate. Um, okay. But it's really interesting if you're uh, interested in seeing what her life was like and uh, the people that she communicated with. She included some of the letters from like her uh, sister and like people that she felt close to.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
0: So it's a really interesting. Um, after this, uh, Japan uh, enacted what are known as the Public uh, Security Preservation Laws of 1925, in which they cracked down on basically any mention of socialism or communism. Um, which, of course, in 25, 1925. Okay. Which, of course, leading up into mm-hmm. the next two decades, yeah. Let's say Nazis.
1: Hmm, World War Two.
0: Right. I can't imagine why. Um, so that yeah, is who they ally with <laughs> company you keep. <laughs> um, so that was the story of Kano Sugako or Touché. Suga. How
1: do you find your? your stories for uh, every week. I'm, I'm just
0: on, curious. I'm on the internet a lot. Oh, okay. And if I see something that's interesting, I'll just bookmark it.
1: Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Bookmark. Bookmark. <laughs> um, well, I didn't know what I was going to write about until uh-huh. last night I went out with some friends. We yeah. were <laughs> at the bar. Oh,
0: great. <laughs> so this is going to be great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is a weird one. So today I want to talk to you about a sport. Which sport? Well, it's the Winter Olympics. hmm and it is actually one of the world's oldest team sports to ever exist. And it's gotten really, really popular every four years. Is it losing? It's not losing. Oh.
0: Bob <laughs>
1: It's not bobsledding. You're getting there, though. You're on the right track. I give up. Um, it is one that people are so fascinated with and don't understand. I don't think 100% about it. Because it seems simple, but it's not. Okay. I'm going to talk to you today about curling. <laughs> <laughs> Sport right. of uh, curling. Are you ready for I'm it? Ready
0: for
1: it. <laughs> we were like literally at the bar last night. I was like so ready to go home and go to bed. And we're watching mixed doubles curling, by yeah. the way. <laughs> and he's United States versus Finland, I believe. So, did you know that curling is known as the roaring game? Why? Because the roar is the noise coming from the granite stone as it travels over the ice. Okay. Which first of all, I've never seen a curling game in person. Right. And every time you see it on the Olympics, it's you see the commentators. So I don't know what it actually sounds like with these things going across the ice. Yeah, I I'm can't not imagine sure it either. being loud, but apparently it's called the roaring game. That's one of its couple of
0: Maybe it's the growling game and they're just embellishing.
1: Maybe. <laughs> So first, I want to talk to you about what curling is. Uh-huh. So curling is a sport, and I'll get into that I later. I
0: that. <laughs>
1: in, in which players slide stones on a sheet of ice towards a target area, which is segmented into four um, like circles uh-huh. areas. Right. Um, two teams, each with four players, take turns sliding these stones. Yeah. They can also be called rocks. Right. Um, across the sheets towards the house mm-hmm. like the main target Yeah. Um, each team has eight stones to like slide across okay. the purpose is to accumulate the highest score for the game mm-hmm. So point and points are scored for the stones resting closest to the center of the house
0: right.
1: um, and basically the team with the highest point at the end of the game wins obviously. Right, right. this is one of the games where you want the highest score not the lowest score um, your team consists of a lead a second a vice skip and a skip, so they have names. Once you set your lineup for the game, mm-hmm. you have to keep it that way for the entire game. You okay. can't switch it like throughout like each seg- so you segment. Can't,
0: you can't have one person play multiple roles. Yeah. You can't have an all-star. Nope.
1: nope. Okay. Uh, the lead throws the first two stones for your team, while the second and the vice like, sweep, yeah. which I'll get into later. <laughs> That's what everyone's so fascinated about curling with. This is the fucking sweeping. <laughs> <game. laughs> um. The skip is usually, the, like, the main person. They call the shot and like, how to, like, m- figure out what you want to do. Yeah. Um, any of the four positions can act as a skip, but you must always throw in the order which you start. Okay. Um,
0: sounds like there are a lot of rules. I don't know where There's these. not too many okay. rule. Well, I didn't look at this. <laughs> there might be
1: more rules. There's probably a lot at this point now that it's lasted for so long because it is one of the oldest ones, which I'll get to in a minute. Yeah. Um, the ice is called a curling sheet, and basically, between the beginning and the end uh-huh. is 146 to 150 feet long. So okay. it's kind of long, and about 14 and a half to 15 and a half feet wide. Do do do. So, uh, so, do you know what the sweeping is used for? Is it used to make it go faster or slower? Do you know? Both. No. No. Um, sweeping a rock makes it curl less and decreases the friction that slows the rock down, i.e., it helps the stone actually travel faster. Okay.
0: That's that is weird. the whole
1: point of sweeping. So they it's to make it like get there faster, get there keep it going, basically. Keep okay. the momentum going. Who
0: came up with this game?
1: <laughs> I'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> um a great deal of strategy is and teamwork goes into choosing the ideal path and placement for a stone in each situation. I would have called bullshit on that, but I was so intently slash drunkenly watching it <laughs> last night at the bar. I was like, the way that they like they do the close up on them, showing them like spinning the thing as it goes along, yeah. and then sweeping to hit another the other team's like
0: yeah.
1: stone. Like it's on. It's uncanny. It's like you. They, I feel like they laugh at pool players like oh you don't have to get the ball to there right. like you watch me get the stone 150 fucking feet to where <laughs> I want it to go <laughs> um, so a great steel jet strategy and teamwork going into choosing the ideal path and placement for the stone for each situation and the skills of the curlers to determine the degree to which the stone will achieve the desired result i.e. another nickname that this game has is called chess on ice yeah. which I thought was kind of cool
0: that's interesting.
1: So, there are three basic shots in curling. Okay. <laughs> you um have a draw, mm-hmm. a stone that comes to rest in the house like the circles. A guard, a stone that comes to rest short of the house to protect a stone from entering, or it puts or um, is put up first and then curled out around later. Okay. And then you have what everyone loves is the takeout. <laughs> <laughs> a stone with sufficient weight to go through the house and like will knock another house or the other opponent's stone out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that they call it the takeout. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little bit of the history behind it. Okay. Um, the sport first appeared in my home country, Scotland. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the first evidence appeared in Latin... Um, in 1540. So it's like 500, like around 500, five centuries old. Okay. John McQuinn, a notary in Paisley, Scotland, recorded in his protocol book, a challenge between John Sclater, a monk, okay, um, and Gavin Hamilton, a representative of the abbot. <laughs> the report indicated that Sclater Threw a stone along the ice three times and, and asserted that he was ready for the agreed contest. So that's what? like the first writing, like saying, like this abbot said. Right. He slid stones and said, "I'm yeah. ready to play a game. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for it."
0: Fucking monks, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, what else are they gonna do? <laughs> um, curling in its early days was played on frozen locks and ponds, so mm-hmm. actually, like on literal ice because right. it's fucking Scotland. Yeah. Um, a pastime still enjoyed in some country when weather permits, but all national and international competitive curling now takes place indoors, um, you know, to get away with the risk of, you know, maybe swimming through the ice or something. (laughs) And the ice is carefully temperature controlled and all that stuff. Um, so it was formed in Scotland. It was really like centrally contained there. (laughs) And then during the 19th century, so a couple hundred years later, the game was exported wherever Scots went to, so okay. wherever the Scottish like branched out to, which, by the way, they mostly went to Canada, United States, Sweden, Switzerland, Norway, and New Zealand. Apparently, there's a lot of Scots in New Zealand.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: Yeah, I thought, I thought so too. Um, so here's a little bit of stuff, a little more stuff about it. Okay. So. It is, it is a sport. Hmm. They are obviously adamant about it, as they should be. It is not just a game to have for fun. Um, something I read that was in October of this last year, like just a few months ago, the curling world was into an uproar <laughs> when um, an American Airlines, like person told a passenger that curling wasn't a sport <laughs> <laughs> the passenger was trying to check her curling broom and uh-huh. they're called brooms yeah. broom in for a flight but the airline allegedly told her it couldn't be checked under the airline standard policy for sporting equipment um the passenger said that the employee argued that the curling wasn't a legitimate sport and certainly isn't an elite sport like golf what <laughs> Therefore, the passenger, and the reason this was, like, a deal was that um, the passenger needed to pay $150 fee for checking in her bag, her broom bag, as opposed to the normal $25 fee that it is for sporting gear, like hockey sticks or golf clubs, which I didn't know was a fucking thing. Yeah. So, next time I come in with somebody, was like, oh, it's for sports. <laughs> $25. <laughs> for, you, you know, all the times I fly. <laughs>
0: off topic, but have you seen the people who are uh, taking advantage of the service pets? Um, flight rules and bringing like peacocks I and stuff. I see
1: them take advantage of service pets into fucking restaurants and yeah. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> like, no. That dog is not a service dog.
0: <laughs> At least it's not a peacock.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes, I did hear about that. <laughs> Still confused about that. Um, so, um, and this, but basically... I didn't write it down, but American Airlines apologists Said no, it is a it is a sport. But yeah. I like how this article was basically <laughs> like this wasn't the first time this has happened, and it won't be the last probably. <laughs> cool. Curl-
0: if they're still are...
1: arguing if like um, cheerleading is a sport, then yeah. they're always going to be arguing if curling is a sport. Oh, I'm sure.
0: Curling's um, are h- hardcore man. Oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah. For real. Like you will not believe the strategy. Uh, it was crazy. Um. <laughs> And speaking of, because we're in the Winter Olympics right now, yeah. there is a thing called the Olympic Rush. Um, the Coyotes Curling Club board member Daryl Horseman, which I can't remember where, like where this place is exactly, said every curling club in the world loves when the Winter Lim- when it's the Winter Olympics because it's front and center. It now like takes place during prime time. Yeah. It used to be on at like two or three in the morning. Now it's there. It's got the people's attention. Yeah. Um, And basically, this club expects to teach at least 3,000 people how to teach, expects to teach at least 3,000 people how to curl in the next few months because people get interested in it. Which is, I think, kind of cool. I love it. If you want to get in any sport, at least try it. Like, go for (laughs) it. And and that's one of of the many things they can talk about later. Like, I really enjoyed the Olympics, I think it's such a great idea. I get the idea of it, and it really gets people interested in sports. And then I like the commodity of all the nations getting together. Hopefully for fun and like just enjoying it, and then getting people really interested in snowboarding. I think snowboarding so badass. I wish I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <I've> been, <laughs> I have to show you this too. The sport is also a favorite on social media. <laughs> I found out. Um, where some people have inserted cats for the stones, <laughs> saying that they love the sport so much that the only thing that could make it better is, is a feline. Mm-hmm. And let me show you, Andrew. Hopefully, we can put this on the website. But there was, I laugh so hard. Look at this cat on a fucking stone. Yes. The grass.
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: <laughs> I don't even like cats, but that is hilarious. <laughs> And there are like other memes along with that, but I thought that was so funny. And what um the whole reason I got into this is because we were watching like I don't understand the sport too much. Like I get I get the concept even without knowing anything about it. Like I know that you want your stuff your stones in and not the other opponents' teams. But um It's like, this is very, very popular, and apparently, I was reading an article today too, like, it's just getting more and more popular, like, people really enjoy watching watching it, and you get really into it, um, did I put it into, yes, okay. I have some fun facts, and then I can go a little more into, like, just talking off the top of my head, but... So, some fun facts I have about curling. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really go into, like, specific curlers because I don't think that they're very famous and you don't really know much about them. Last night, they would have, like, on the back of their shirts, they had their names, or at least the U.S. did. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the other, the I don't think the Finnish team did, but, um, you know, there are no, like, football players or anything like that. Right. So, I didn't really go into that. Um, that really wasn't the whole point of this. It was more to just... <laughs> Give a little more information <laughs> about curling and the history of it. It still doesn't say, like, even when I was trying to look up the history of curling. Yeah. It doesn't say, like, how this became a thing. I'm just, you know, people, if it's winter time and it's frozen, like, just like bowling, like, let's just make some circles and see if we can get this to slide across. It's yeah. very similar to a shuffleboard, almost. Um, but I'm kind of curious, because it didn't say if they used brooms back then. Yeah. If that was something, like, when that happened... When did they came come up with the idea of like let's do add brooms to the sport?
0: Let's make them go faster. Yeah,
1: let's make let's get our thing there a little faster. Um, But here's another thing, though. So some fun facts is the stones that they push Mm -hmm. is made of granite and they weigh between thirty eight to forty four pounds, which is way heavier than I expected. Right. But the original stones were made of iron and weighed up to eighty pounds what the hell? (laughs) Like, I know that ice can slide almost anything, but geez, Louise! Um, and the first time someone turned a curling stone. So they have those handles and you see it. They turn them every time. Now the first time someone turned a curling stone on delivery, it was deemed an illegal move and it sparked a vicious debate about delivering of the stones. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that is literally what they all do now, which is so funny. But you can see that even when they turn the stones with those shufflers, yeah. they literally can make that thing move to the right spot. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, was this
0: still when the the monks were playing, or is this after the monks?
1: No, they didn't say. I didn't say that one. It didn't say. It didn't give me a time frame on that. But because I really I'm love gonna, the, yeah,
0: I really love the. Picture of, like, monks arguing with each other. No, you can't touch you the can't stone. You can't turn that. You can't touch the Fall stone. Much, you, brother. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was, I need to look up to see if I can, like, clarify. Yeah. When the brims came into place, it seems like it had been there for a while, but I'm guessing in the 1500s that wasn't a concept, but maybe it was. Um, did you know that curling became an official Olympic sport? Mm-hmm. Um. Only since 1998, no. so not that long. Um, however, it had been featured in four Olymp- uh, previous four Olympics, but not like consecutive. I think it was like some in the um, 80s and 90s, but not every year. But then finally in 1998, they're like, okay, this will be an official sport that we have every year. And so,
0: 20 years ago.
1: Uh Yes. And speaking of, curling is played worldwide, mm-hmm. but is most popular in Canada.
0: That's what I always associated with.
1: Yeah. Um, they've won the gold in 2006, 12, and 14, and we'll see if they win in 2018. Like, it is big in Canada, which yeah. I think is hilarious. Like, all I'm saying is, I'm Scottish. I love Canada. I need a fucking move to Canada. <laughs> Get my own little cabin.
0: Start taking up curling.
1: Yes, I'll turn up Curly and see if I can get into the 2022 Olympics. Yeah, <laughs> here I come. Um, but what another thing I read today was like it's it's one of the few. I didn't even specify if it was winter or summer because yeah. they usually show it, but it's one of the few, if not one of the only winter olympic sports that has grown in popularity every year that they showcase it which is why i think it's shown in prime time now yeah and not in like two or three in the morning like people are actually like and that's so weird like <laughs> i don't ever see myself getting into curling right. but i i will watch it
0: yeah
1: when it's on um do do sorry as
0: one of my friends had a twitter joke that was like it's time for my four-year uh uh tradition of convincing myself i'd be good at curling
1: yeah Maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you never know.
0: Never know. But
1: they talk about how these people really work out and stuff. And they're like, yeah. no, like it's, yes, it is chess. It's a lot of strategy. Yeah. But you also have to know what you're doing and you have to like be able to shuffle, <laughs> broom <laughs> your way across um, and know when to start brooming. And I like the, nothing I looked up could even get into that because I think you actually have to have like a one-on-one with a yeah. professional curler. How do you say, like, I'm a prefer- Are they called curlers?
0: I don't know. <laughs> I would assume. I would assume, too. That's what I would uh, call them.
1: Um, and then, of course, this is probably one of the most famous uh, fun facts, but it's interesting, is a curling rink in Halifax mm-hmm. was used as a temporary morgue in 1912 hmm. for the victims of the Titanic.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a cold place yes. <laughs> to put things.
0: <laughs> well done,
1: people. I don't mean to end on a, a weird note like that, but that's really interesting.
0: Try about. not to think about that every time you watch her.
1: But I thought it was really interesting. Like I was watching last night, I was like, "Oh, yeah, this yeah. is pretty cool." But yeah. and then I was just like babbling, like I need to learn more about this sport, and so that's why I decided to do this.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Did you learn more about curling? I did. I basically didn't know anything about curling before, and now I know a little bit about okay, it. Okay, so. good. Good. Um, yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Do you have anything you want to plug? <laughs> no. I'll,
1: no. Just, I'll do a history one next time, <laughs> <Okay>. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> this was historical.
1: It was, I know. It's so fucking old. Yeah. In the 1500s, yeah. there was another one that said the oldest stone that they found was actually dated to 1511. Wow. So all I'm saying is, like, so even the one that they found with the Latin writing in 1540 is probably, oh. like, the reason why it's written, like, oh, the monk said, oh, I'm ready for the game. Is like, it's a game that had already probably existed in that area for 30 years. Yeah. Something small to, like, that area. And he's like, okay, I'm ready to shoot some stones across some ice a bunch of
0: bored drunk monks just... i was also trying to see
1: if like i could find out like if i want to fall through the ice yeah. but they don't like there's no i couldn't find anything on it but
0: i would doubt that I in I area they would just because they were probably like oh this is we know the. Ice. they know like, yeah yeah we're yeah. not gonna fall through the ice. they're not um, like us yeah
1: Oh, let me just walk on here and see if it's okay. Like, no, they know.
0: That was also pre-global warming, so.
1: Yeah, there's that too. (laughs) Um, But I thought it was really interesting. I don't know. But I'm going to totally forget about curling until four (laughs) years from now. I already know it. (laughs) I do. But the thing is, another thing I read is, like, it's actually growing in popularity. And I think it's thanks to the Olympics. Like, people are watching it and getting into it. And if it's something you can get into, then by all means get into it. But basically, they've talked about how it's like basically doubled and tripled in their members across the United States. And basically, yeah. something I read like right before you got here was like the United States is like a sleeping giant. Like, there's one day it's going to be like grow exponentially <laughs> in the United States. And I say, you know, more power to them.
0: Why does America have to be great at everything? We can oh, let, no, 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 getting let, more
1: people interested in it, not oh, winning it. Oh, okay. Getting more people interested like, in the sport. We
0: can let Canada have no, this No, they're one, saying, guys. like,
1: Canada, it's very popular in Canada, yeah. it's, very pop- it's very popular in New Zealand and, like, in Finland and all that stuff, but they're saying, like, um, they think that, like, more Americans are about to get really into it, not that on. they'll be, like, yeah. the superstars of it, but, I don't know, I thought that was kind of interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was good.
1: Okay, Thank you. <laughs> Let's go curl. <laughs> Let's
0: go try it. I'm going to go get some
1: 40 pounds of something and slide it across.
0: Uh, you met Brad uh, that we work with, right? I don't know. He does ice hockey, so he might be able to oh. hook us up with the, the skating rink here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That I would love to try and see <laughs> how horrible I am. Yeah. Like, that's a straight shot that goes, it will so your left, I know it, it will hit the like wall before it even gets to the spot that it's supposed to go to. Oh my god,
0: it's in the audience.
1: <laughs> that's literally what would I can already tell. It's like, no, I think I, I, I hit it, I pushed it the right amount, and it's like, it stops 10 feet in yeah. front of me. I'd be interested to see because it looks like they don't push on that harp. I don't know, but as after they push it, they literally like there's. I didn't even get into their shoes. Yeah, they slide, but they're not skates. Right, they're like flat.
0: Right,
1: and they they just kind of slide. see that would be my it.
0: problem is I'd be trying to sweep and then I'd fall for the stone <laughs> and then it would run me over.
1: But maybe that could be a tactic. <laughs> <of use. laughs> you never know.
0: Maybe. Um... I think that's all for now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got. About, really. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not
1: right now. Cool. Our website.
0: Our website, uh, WordPress. Dot, uh, no, it's... Also um also say what, though? I'm tired, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Right. You've uh, been sick. I have been sleek. sick. Um, I need to drink more coffee and... Mm. Get my energy back up. Um, uh, The website. uh, Go buy my books. Uh, Red Hats and Black Masks is out now on Long Steel Rail Press. Um, In the Shadows of My Mind has been out. It's Mm -hmm. on Savant's uh, publications out of Hawaii. Um, Go check out Katie's artwork. Uh, She's open for commissions. She made me some monsters, which are um, up on my... Uh, instagram that's awesome yeah did you not see it i don't know
1: oh
0: okay oh look Uh, i'll look
1: after we stop recording
0: yeah she made me some monsters um she's open for commissions um what else do we have uh go check out the theme song on the website yes it's by uh chet osman thank you for uh donating that to us it's uh really great yeah (laughs) it's a fun one um -hmm interesting behind the scenes stuff that i didn't realize um uh, when i started adding in the theme song to our episodes mm-hmm. the normalization process it makes us louder to match with the theme song which so is that's awesome that's good yeah that's good let's
1: keep it going because
0: <laughs> one of mary's big complaints was that i talked too low well. and it's like well i, I can't change that a deep voice yes. and
1: i have not a deep voice <laughs> 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 so if you could change everything that'd be great andrew I'm fine.
0: <laughs> when we recorded the the pilot, I was like, maybe you and Mary should just do it. And no. They were like, no, it's your show. Yes, and it was like okay, but you can't hear me, and now they're like, we can't hear you, and I'm like, I told you this. Yes. <laughs> um, maybe if we had a lot of money and could have a
1: good recording system. Yeah, this wouldn't be a problem if
0: we could get a microphone and a mixer and uh, actually record. <laughs> um, also, if we uh, once we once we actually buy a house we mm-hmm. don't have so much street uh noise no, that yeah we'll see how too. this works out yeah um you can't see it because you're listening to this on a podcast but we have our microphone inside of a uh very small uh recording box, box. right now um with the <laughs> sound dampening material basically falling, falling off in- of into it,
1: it. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: That I uh, bought off Amazon. Um, so hopefully, this will help yeah. cut out. Yeah. Let me know how it sounds. Yeah.
1: Well, you usually send it to me before. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'll, uh, I'll listen to it tomorrow when, when I put it all together. Cool. Um, anything else? No.
1: Nah, have a great week. Yeah. Have a great week. I'll see week. you on Tuesday.
0: Yeah. I'll see you on Tuesday. I won't be dying this time, hopefully. Nope. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I think that's all. Yeah. Take care, listeners. We'll mm-hmm. see you next time. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: No, it's for one <laughs> <laughs>